You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 12 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Iris Smith. Iris is the beauty boss behind the genius brand, The Quick Flick, a winged eyeliner stamp that's been created from her own frustration battling every morning trying to get the perfect wing. Iris was studying interior architecture when she first began thinking about The Quick Flick and used her design background to help create the product. After realizing that sales were increasing on the daily, Iris decided to take her business onto Shark Tank, where she pitched the Quick Flick concept and negotiated a $300,000 investment from Andrew Banks. I've been itching to get this episode out to you to listen to, but since recording, the Quick Flick has just turned one this month. So happy birthday, Iris, and a massive congratulations to the Quick Flick team. Now to all my listeners, you know how I roll. If I'm lucky, our guest gives us something to give away. And so far, we have given away $5,000 worth in prizes just in our first 11 episodes. So please get in on the action. The Quick Flick Trio Pack is up for grabs, valued at $89.99. And to enter, all you have to do is comment on this podcast episode post on Instagram or Facebook and tell us how long it takes you to do your winged eyeliner currently right now. Please go follow the Quick Flick on Instagram and Facebook as well. And the winner will be announced in about one month after this episode goes to air. Now, let's get into this juicy episode. Iris, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so good to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here. No worries. Thanks for having me. I first came across you watching the Shark Tank on the TV. I was like so, so excited for you when Andrew Banks, was it, who ended up giving you the deal of $300,000? Yeah, Andrew Banks, yeah, 300K for 27.5% we agreed to. So, yeah, it was really exciting, really nerve-wracking as well. Yes, oh, I can imagine. Oh, I can't wait to hear your journey. I I had to email you straight away once I seen your episode because I was like, I need to get you on the podcast. Your story must be so inspiring. And um, also to have the product in my salon just because I think you're a genius. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really glad you reached out and yeah, I'm really excited to do a podcast with you as well. Yeah, it's good. It's just a different way to connect with another audience and yeah, the platform is really all about inspiring my listeners who are in the beauty industry looking to either start their beauty business or they're already in the industry needing that motivation and empowerment. So I'm hoping that your story can touch a few of my listeners to believe in themselves a bit further. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm 
really excited to yeah share my experience and offer like my advice and my journey so far so yeah no I'm really really happy to be involved thank you thank you so I'll get you to kick off the show with what is your definition of a hashtag beauty boss yeah so I was thinking about this for a little while and kind of thinking about you know how I've kind of survived everything so far and survived um you know Shark Tank a lot of people ask me you know what's your what's your secret? Um, but I think honestly, and I, I say this time and time again, I honestly just think you really just have to be really confident and, you know, really passionate about what you're doing um, and just have some sort of self-belief. So I always said, you know, going into Shark Tank, it's such a, a nerve wracking experience. And how do you kind of really hold your ground when you're being interrogated or you're negotiating a deal? But I think where people sort of crack is, not really believing in what they're doing and not really sort of, you know, having a strong stance and really passionate for whatever it is, you know, you're, you're selling or your business or your service. So I think for me, you know, I really believed in the product. I really believe that, you know, women have this issue with, you know, winged eyeliner and, and trying to get it right in the morning. So I think if you really believe in your product um, or your service, then others will obviously, you know, replicate the same and, and, you know, believe you as well. So I think that's a really important thing. And, and just having confidence, I feel a lot of people maybe overthink things or they think they're going to fail or they don't think, you know, their idea is good enough, but honestly just run with it and you'll be surprised how far it, it will take you. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I've, I've had a lot of um, beauty business owners that are salon owners in particular, and the definition yeah. of hashtag beauty boss always comes at being, you know, that leader, um, not specifically having your boss hat and telling people what to do all the time, but being that example. And for you being on the show today, having an actual product, I do want to inspire a listener if they're looking to develop a brand or a product in particular to, yeah, take the hat of the beauty boss, but that most important part is having the passion and belief in what you're yeah. doing. And, you know, you've literally found an incredible problem in the world yeah. for all women to get that winged eyeliner correct and yeah. solved it with a stamp. It's just, as I said, genius. So, um, yeah. and I think, I think also for me, I wasn't like, I mean, Quickflip didn't really start as me saying, oh, like I want to start this, you know, I want to start a business. It kind of evolved into a business naturally when I kind of saw the need. So I think I didn't really overthink it too much. Like, oh my God, I'm starting a business and I need to do this and I need to do that. I just kind of sort of did it along the way and sort of figured it out as I went, which yeah. I think as women, especially, I think we really are overcautious and we overthink things a lot and we, we're really good at, you know, judging ourselves and, and self-doubting. So I think not having that's kind of helped me you know, come a long way in such a short period of time as well. Mm, excellent. Well, let's hear all about your journey. Start from the very beginning, how you got into, you know, loving the beauty industry in the first place mm. and all the way through to what you're doing today. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always loved beauty and I've always loved makeup. I've got, got an endless stash of makeup at home. It's quite embarrassing. Um, and yeah, obviously I've, you know, I'm not a makeup artist myself, but, you know, I watch lots of YouTube videos and, and you know, self-taught, as I like to say. Um, but I wasn't, I never really went down, you know, the beauty industry path as a career per se. I was actually studying um, design at the time. I was doing my degree in interior architecture. But um, I guess kind of 
how that sort of helped me. Um, you know, I sort of noticed a need that there wasn't a lot of, you know, good products out there to help women with winged eyeliner. There was, you know, a few other sort of gimmicky products, but they just made it even more difficult than it already was. So I sort of thought, well, how can, you know, it was kind of that whole moment with beauty meets design. So how can design, um, you know, create a product that can assist us with this, you know, big issue, which I was having every single morning trying to get winged eyeliner on point. So yeah, kind of at the time I was in my last year, I was on my uni break and I thought, you know, how about I on, on my time off sort of create this little project and try to design a product that could solve this issue. And yeah, I sort of went through the whole process of creating a prototype and got my first sample. And then I was like, hang on, like, this is actually a really good product. Like this could really work. Like other women need this product. So from there, I just kind of thought, oh, I'll just start like a, a website and I'll, you know, maybe start a social media platform, you know, Facebook, Instagram and start getting the product out there. And everyone just like feedback was just like, wow, this product is great. It really works. You know, where has this been all my life? And then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there, I guess. Amazing. That's so fantastic. You, you've rolled with yeah. it. And how, how does one get into, um, you know, knowing where to find um, manufacturers and development of um, packaging mm. and things like that when it comes to, you know, creating an idea and rolling with it, but then actually getting those contacts? Did you, did you find mm. and source it all yourself or did you get help? Yeah. Honestly, internet is your best friend. Like you can find anything on the internet like if you know what you need there's you know it's endless really so yeah I managed to find a cosmetic manufacturer and um, I did the product and also did the packaging through them as well um, but obviously I had a little bit of a knowledge so I knew how to use you know certain programs um, you know 3d modeling and you know programs to do packaging and whatnot so I guess if you didn't know how to do that you could obviously source out designer to assist you with that yeah. um but yeah it was just really a process of sort of explaining what I wanted I'm, I've really had like all my designs and everything ready to go I was just like here you go make it um and then yeah my first prototype sample is what the quick flick is today so it wasn't really a long too long of a process with with finalizing the actual design um it was more the actual formula that took a little bit longer so I was quite particular with how I wanted the formula to perform when someone was wearing it. Um, I was finding a lot of sort of eyeliners out there didn't really tick all the boxes. So they weren't, I really wanted something that was waterproof. It was really long lasting. It didn't smudge throughout the day. Um, and also bring in that factor of it being vegan and cruelty free, which I think is really important. And not a lot of cosmetic companies out there are focusing on that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, that sort of took longer. Just, I had to change the formula quite a few times to get it to where it is today, to get it to where I was happy. So I was kind of thinking, you know, let me cover all bases. If I was a customer, what would I want? And trying to see from other shoppers point of views, what they might be looking when they're on the market. So I think trying to really understand your customer and understand, you know, a whole range of different people is what sort of makes you successful because it will appeal to a larger market essentially yeah absolutely oh, I love the fact that you've put yourself in your customers shoes because that's yeah. where you can, yeah really go and test yeah. out what 
um, people's likes and dislikes are and um, you yourself wearing winged every day know what is going to work and what's going to not work and what's going to be frustrating and what tip won't make the finest flick for you etc yeah. so yeah oh yeah oh very yeah. good I love that story and I love the fact that you've gone from your designing career into actually mm -hmm. developing something that's been designed by yourself and you should be so so proud of yourself for doing that Thanks. Yeah, it's been an interesting now, journey. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running your beauty business? Yeah, so I think the main thing that you will learn in business is as soon as someone sees you successful, there's a whole bunch of people waiting to just kind of try and jump on that wave with you and kind of uh, rip you off I suppose so we have had a few people try to you know copy um, and replicate what we're doing so um, you know from copying our names and ripping off the trademark or trying to bring out similar sort of products and market it and kind of um, confuse people into thinking it's the same product we've have had that issue so far um, which is a little bit disheartening but I mean <laughs> It's, a, it's the finest flaw, form of flattering a compliment, yes. you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, Andrew sort of mentioned it to me, you know, it, it might be costly in terms of fighting them with, with legal fees, but the greatest cost is the distraction that comes from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's probably been my biggest hurdle, I would say, is just sort of dealing with, with people trying to rip you off and copy you, but... Honestly, it happens all the time in business. So you're just going to take it with a pinch of salt, keep going, keep doing what you're doing and just always be ahead of your competitors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that because I think, you know, whatever business anyone is in or, and has decided to go down, there's always going to be someone that's, you know, got even bigger financing who can throw that, um, you know, you've developed and worked at this product for such a long time and it's, it's true from your heart with, you can see everything that you've designed has really come from a place of um, love and then yeah. there's someone with lots and lots of cash that's already a well-developed brand, brand that can just go oh yeah we'll just flick that one out into um, all the Sephora stores or whatever they want to do and then just come come and tumble over you but yeah you've got to stay strong with that and you've got an incredible following 49.5k on Instagram that's just incredible and all those YouTube videos and everyone who's um, being an ambassador for your brand as well like I think that's where the experience and the story um, will just yeah it's not just a, a one product um, time and then you're going to disappear like I, I feel like you're going to be around for yeah. a very long time not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Not a one-hit wonder. No way. Um, thank you. Yeah. So what are two top important tips for the Aspired Beauty Boss listener to learn from when starting their own business? Yeah. Um, again, I think it goes back to what I said initially would um, just obviously just really knowing and believing in what you're doing. So and also to stick to that. So don't let things, you know, sort of throw you off or change your views. Um, I think it's really important to, you know, stay true and remember why you started in the first place, you know, have that goal, you know, what am I setting out to achieve and just, you know, creating smaller goals to work towards that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, yeah, like obviously remember why you started. So, you know, 
it's going to be hard along the way. You're going to have hurdles, but just remember, you know, what's your reason for it and stay passionate and stay strong towards that because, you know, that's going to shine through the strongest at the end of the day. So, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Did you do any personal work with the whole creation of the branding with your colors and um, getting your vision down on paper before sort of putting anything into place? Um, not, not really. I, I didn't put it on paper, but it was obviously in my head. Um, so when I was at uni, I was looking a lot quite heavily into um, women and um, sort of looking at um, how design sort of hindered women's experiences and how, you know, better design can improve women's experiences as well. So um, in my final year, I actually looked at gym spaces and kind of looked at how um, they were poorly designed and how that was ex um, affecting how women were using the spaces and why, you know, why they weren't using or feeling uncomfortable in certain areas and, you know, why are women, a lot of women just using... Um, the aerobic spaces and, and they don't feel so comfortable coming into the weight spaces. So I was quite interested and fascinated with how things are marketed towards us and how things in society can sort of alter our behavior. So I think with Quick Flick, I kind of took a little bit of a different approach. So I find a lot of cosmetics brands at the moment, they're all about kind of profiting and playing on our insecurities. So they sort of highlight and focus you know, our flaws or what we don't have or, or what we're bad at doing. So there's always these advertisements for this, the latest cream that will get rid of our wrinkles or, you know, get rid of your gray hairs or, you know, look 20 years younger. It's always about being someone you're not, I guess. Mm -hmm. And well, quick flick, what I'm sort of trying to do is say, you know what, we can't all be makeup artists. I know we all suck at doing winged eyeliner. So, you know what, here's a tool that's going to make your life 10 times easier. Um, and you know, fix, uh, you know, not necessarily fix, but assist you with your problem. It's, it's not sort of selling you this false hope that you're gonna look 20 years younger or become a professional makeup artist overnight, you know? So it's just about keeping it real and relatable and just representing, you know, real women, I suppose. So that was kind of my underlying thing with starting Quick Flick. I think that was always in the back of my head. And that could also be something that's kind of helped it to be successful is because people can relate to the brand. And, you know, when you go on our Instagram, you see real people, you see, you know, women with kids, you see girls in their teens. You also see men because, you know, a lot of guys and um, younger boys are wearing makeup as well. Um, so I think it's important to represent a whole range of people. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. And, you know, like it's all good having these how-to videos. And as you say, you can sit and watch a YouTube video to become an expert in contouring or getting the winged right. But I can tell you what, we're all busy. We don't have a lot of time to get our makeup on in the morning. So with your, this is my solution to, you know, get it done quickly and perfectly. I think that you've um, yeah. yeah, really solved a problem of everybody in the world when it comes to their eyeliner. And I love the yeah. fact that it's not just about creating the wing, like you've got the pen a part of the product as well to really finish it off and, and give it a really nice black line. And you've just launched your brown colour as well yeah. for that tone too. Has that become quite popular? Or are you doing a pre-launch of it? Yeah, doing a pre-order on it. So there was a lot of people asking for the brown as like an alternative to the black for a daytime wear. Mm. Um, and also a few of our older 
um, customers saying that the black can sometimes be quite harsh, especially on like more mature eyes. So um, I think the brown will also be a good alternative for them, especially if you're not used to wearing winged eyeliner, you know, winged eyeliner is quite a bold statement in itself, especially if it's black. So I think the brown will be a nice sort of alternative for a bit more of a natural look or, you know, for work or just daytime wear. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Now I would love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Instagram and Facebook, I swear I've got a, an addiction to them. You can never get me <laughs> off that. Um, obviously, because, you know, our business is, you know, largely run across those two platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like to use an app called Plannerly, which basically lets you plan your Instagram feed. Um, ours is kind of quite um, set out and structured. You know, we like it to be very in line with the brand. So, you probably notice it's very pink um, yeah. and yeah. the posts are quite scheduled. So I find that really helps me with um, planning and organizing the feed to look really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And have you got a, one more? Oh, you've said Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Yeah. So you, Instagram plan and plan. Yeah. Yeah. you go to every single day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You've got to be across the Instagram because I mean, they've just launched another change recently with the IGTV. I saw that you jumped on that straight away and you did your yeah. um, launch that you did in Perth to the consumer and you've uploaded the video onto there, which is yeah. great. Um, yeah. You've just got to be across all channels now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and you have to be onto it and, um, you know, monitoring and possibly putting, putting out, um, like, new content because, you know, people, people get bored. <laughs> so they, they want to, you know, constantly see the, the newest thing or the newest video. So I think it's really important to keep up to date with everything, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what is one thing you are constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Um, I think for me you know, there's this whole movement of, you know, women supporting women, which I think is really strong. But I feel like a lot of people don't practice what they preach, you know, I, I see a lot of times, you know, people make certain comments or, um, you know, you get these kind of cyber trolls and cyber keyboard warriors commenting on, you know, our posts sometimes or criticizing the way people look. But then they're quite, when we go on their profile, they're sort of preaching a whole different, whole different thing. You know, their posts might be very sort of like, oh, you know, supporting women or um, I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but you know, we get some really nasty comments on, on some of the posts, you know, I've had people say, oh, maybe she can invent a stamp to fix her face or, you know, and it's just, it's upsetting that, that women feel the need to, you know you know bring people down to their level so mm. I think it's great that we've got this whole movement and women are sort of standing up and supporting people but I think you need to be wary that you're doing it in all aspects of your life you know not just putting on a front and saying yeah you know it's great and a lot of these women are in you know these groups on Facebook of you know girls helping girls but then they'll post something and you know they receive a whole backlash of nasty comments so I think a lot of the times people are a little bit hypocritical about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite, you know, strong and I make, you know, I try to make a mental note of constantly practicing, you know, what I preach in all aspects of whatever I do every day. I think that's really important. 
So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so important to speak with kindness in everything that we do. And, you know, it's a scary, even when I launched Beauty Business Co and then there's my face <laughs> as this yeah. beauty business mentor and you get the, the talk from your little, little inner mean girl in your head all the time, yeah. let alone the people maybe saying things, oh, who is she to say that she can teach people about business or, yeah, as you say, like who, who is she yeah. to launch a eyeliner if she's never been in the industry before. And I hear so many different stories out there and it's just <sighs> wish people could sort of keep the opinions to themselves if they don't have anything nice to say. But at the end of the day, I guess we're, we're putting ourselves out there and, I think one way to look at maybe protecting ourselves from that is just even filtering. I don't think, you know, they need to be de deleted and swiped. If they want to say it, they can say it. But um, yeah, just filtering that from being seen because you've got a team that works with you now, right? Yeah. So we, I mean, we really, I mean, yeah, you can delete comments, but you know what we've been doing? We honestly just call people out. So if people want to say something, you can say it, but we're going to say something back to you. Do you know what I mean? So we now, we respond to all of our nasty comments or we ask, you know, um, we ask people to remove themselves from our groups or if they don't like it, don't follow us. Yeah. We've got no issue with calling people out and, um, you know, making them realise that what they're doing is wrong because if we don't call them out, they're just going to say the same thing to the next account or the next person that they see that they've got a problem with. So I think um, that's been really good. And nine times out of 10, they end up deleting their comments. So it just, it just shows that, that they know that what they've said is wrong. Um, and when they're called out for it, they sort of back away and, and retrieve what they've said. So I think mm. it's important to yeah, stand up and, you know, don't be the bystander. If you see someone, um, you know, I sometimes am scrolling through Facebook and I see, you know, all these girls arguing and I just think, honestly, you know, sometimes yeah. I think you need to be that the, don't be that bystander that just watches it happen. Step in and stand up for what you believe is right because otherwise they're just going to continue to do it and they probably think that, the, that their behaviour is okay. So, yeah, yep. call um, them out. Okay. Oh, good on you. You sound like such a, a very, very strong woman and I know that having you behind your brand is going to, um, yeah, really make a difference, not just from a product perspective of getting your winged eyeliner right, but I feel like you're going to be a force to be reckoned with within the industry, a woman to look out for. <laughs> and there's just no, there's no room for it. There's no room for um, the trolls and everything within no. our platforms. It's just no. it's unacceptable to be that way. But yeah, unfortunately, sometimes unavoidable, but amazing yeah. what someone thinks they can do behind a computer screen and oh, if they were in person they'd be totally different yeah 100 percent. couldn't agree more it's the whole um being anonymous behind a screen and it's just it just shows how weak and um you know how small these people actually are so yeah mm. them. <laughs> <laughs> now do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success um, yeah, I write a lot of lists. I don't always stick to the list, but um, I find they help me sort of to, you know, mark out the most important things to do during the day. So I always come in and I write, you know, a list or I might have a list from the day before. At the end of the day, I'll write out, you know, what I didn't achieve. And that's sort of the first thing on the agenda for the next day. Um, otherwise, I do have a whole wall of sticky notes whenever I have like an idea that pops in my head or a random thought of something I need to do, I, I quickly write it down and then I pop it on, on the wall in my office. Um, 
and it's also like kind of in front of you so you're not going to forget it um but i find that's that sort of helps me otherwise i just forget um and i also make use of my my calendar and sort of you know make sure when meetings pop in to schedule it in um so you can kind of plan your day around that as well so yeah just mm. be organized <laughs> yeah be organized i love that i bet you you were on fire when shark tank came out because i've seen so many articles written yeah. by like lots and lots of media from you yeah yeah that was a lot <laughs> it was good yeah, that's awesome um now we'll move on to some rapid fire questions what is the best book you've ever read mm-hmm. i actually picked this one up um a few months ago when i was in uh an airport in sydney i think i was actually coming back from shark tank but it's called the japanese secret to a long and happy life so it kind of just it's it's about this um these people who in in japan and a few sort of colonies around the world and you know how they're living over the age of the average person and kind of the routines that they do during the day and the sort of the foods they eat and the diet and how to sort of eliminate stress and and all that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting and you know although we can't all live like these people in japan and you know um meditate five times a day or whatever um I think there's some important points that we can take from it and sort of stay grounded as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really interesting read. Oh, that's yeah. good. I'll have to look that one up. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Now, who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Um, I really look up to Huda Beauty. Um, so Huda Katan, um, especially after she um, actually posted for quick flick so she reached out to me and said you know she really liked the product and she wanted to try it um, and then she off the back I mean it was completely not sponsored but she um, made a few videos with quick flick and reviewed it on her blog which was really great for our exposure and getting it out to her customer base um, so yeah I think I really look up to her and I really love what she's also doing with her brand and how she's sort of supporting women across her Um, social media platforms like she shares a lot of you know different artists makeup videos and it's this kind of big community where she represents a whole range of people not just her own brand Mm. so I think yeah I would man I'd probably faint if I met her (laughs) but I think Uh, she's do you know where she's based she's in Dubai ah okay oh you never know (laughs) there's always different um conferences and and beauty expos and things like that i'm sure you'll be hosting something internationally soon fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) and what is one thing you have procrastinated about this week um don't really procrastinate i think i think i have this kind of mentality like don't leave something that you could do now you know don't put it off or don't leave it to the next day isn't there that saying of don't leave what can be done today till tomorrow mm-hmm. I like it I like it good yeah. tip yeah I don't really I mean yeah I don't really I can't think of anything well we'll leave it at that <laughs> and well it probably leads into this question what's something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail um yeah that's a hard one <laughs> I don't know. Enter the lotto. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I don't really have that mentality of, oh, no, I, I couldn't do that. Or, oh, no, I would fail if I tried that. I think if you have that mentality, then you're just setting yourself up to failure, you know. I think mm-hmm. my mum always taught me, you know, the mind 
mind is such a powerful thing. You know, she, she used this um, example for me once. If you, if you were riding your bike and you saw all these rocks on the ground and you thought, oh my God, don't, don't, don't hit these rocks. Don't hit these rocks. Don't hit these rocks. If you keep, or, you know, I'm going to hit these rocks. I'm going to hit them. Then you've already got in your mind that you're going to hit the rocks. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if you go and you say, oh no, I won't hit these, you know, I'll avoid them. Then you're probably, you're, you know, there's a better chance that you're not going to do that because you're not having that sort of negative mentality. So mm. I think, um, yeah, something, something I've taken with me <laughs> through my years. I love that. That's um, your mother's a very smart woman because I was in a Tony Robbins seminar and he mentioned a story about Andre Agassi and his tennis playing and the full mm. story of basically him walking onto the court head, head, head down um, and his thought was, why did I show up today? I can't face losing against this guy again. And he hadn't even started. And that was sort of the downfall of the rest of his games. And, you know, the, the best match he'd ever had, he walked in ball bouncing, eye contact and 